0: All right, we're live? Live, okay. What's up, guys? How we doing? John Sanchez here with Cutter Nation Podcast. Got an awesome guest up here, a guy that I have not seen in years. Sam DiMaggio. Uh, first of all, don't forget to go check out my online store. Get some gear. I got some new hats working. I got some surprises on that. Got on-field stuff. Don't forget to get your Jager bands, tap-weighted balls, flush bands. Got a surprise with the Power Core 360 coming out soon. Uh, add that to the website and some awesome discount codes with that Um, if you guys got any questions please comment in the video DM me don't forget to follow me on Instagram Facebook whatever you guys want from there if you have questions hit me up let's work on helping you guys learn how to throw hard and recover train like a pro so I'm pretty excited about having this guy in here Sam D, Sam DiMatteo I'm not gonna lie when he and I uh, we used to play against each other in the Pecos League yes I came from the Pecos League I know he did too But I'm telling you, this guy had one of my most favorite walk-up songs, and he played at probably one of the best stadiums to play. And so not only did he look like a badass, as you guys will see, like his music was good, and so it almost like stepped up my level to really when I would face him. So here you guys go. Check out this giant monster here. Sam, what's up, man? How's it going? How's things going? Good. Look at this guy right here.
1: <laughs> what's going on, man? Thanks for talking me up.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. It's, 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 it's been a pleasure really, you know, following you on Instagram and everything. You know, uh, the more and more I talk to the guys that I play with, not saying that people are bad, but, you know, it's, it's always good to see, like, everybody kind of seemed to have the same heart and the intentions us coming from the Pecos League. And, and really, you know, with you and, like, one of our other buddies, Fabry, um, you know, you guys, tough exterior tattoos, nice, you know. What are you, Italian? What is, what is that? You're, you're something strong in there, right? What's that? What's your heritage? Are you Italian? You know, you got oh, a nice yeah. beard. No, be yeah, yeah, you got a strong yeah. Italian thing. You know, you got the, <laughs> the tattoos, the cutoff, you know, your style and everything from there. So, um, well, <laughs> we'll just kick it right off. Um, like I said, I think the last time I saw you, you and I, you were in the batter's box. I know that. But in the same sense, we were on the same team maybe in the All-Star game for the Pecos League. And what, yeah. what year was that? Was that 2015?
1: I think 2015, maybe 2015. 14, 15? something like that. Something like that. Okay, yeah, that's Might what I, I thought. 13. Might have been 13.
0: <clears throat> maybe. I don't know. I have no getting idea. getting
1: old, man. I forget.
0: <laughs> if you're not as old as me, man, I'm 31. You're all right, you know? Um, so, yeah. So, I got a question for you. I, you got to help me out because we were there, and you know, I remember first day of spring training, getting all that crap going, and these camera guys show up, right? And and the camera guys show up, and we start signing waivers. So we find out from the beginning it's going to be a reality show. <laughs> now, tell take it right through. You you were on the show. Were you you were a main character? Were you not? Um,
1: I don't think I was supposed to be anything from the start. Uh, you know what I mean. I think. Whenever we first got there, we kind of knew that uh, something like that might happen, but they never said for sure. They said um, that there might be some cameras and stuff, you know, just ignore them and things like that. And then um, I just think as the season progressed, yeah, a few of us became, you know, kind of of a focal point of the show. Um, But, yeah, when I got there, like, I didn't – they didn't know me. You know what I mean? I didn't really know what was going on. But, um, yeah, a couple of us, I think we came from – you know, we, we've had some years under our belt. and We kind of scrapped it out, you know, through some mid to lower baseball stuff. And, and um, it's cool stories to tell. You know what I mean? Some, some of us that came from a higher level and then you get dropped down to, like, the lowest level. You know, it's, it's interesting to hear the perspectives when you, um, when you go, f- go through that drop in, in talent level where you're, um, you're at spring training with MLB team and then you're on a high school field in the Pecos League, like, with the snap of a finger. So, um, yeah, as, a ba- as baseball people and baseball fans, it's cool to see that perspective. And um, I think they did a pretty good job of kind of showing, like, um, you know, a, uh, us all scrapping it out down there at the bottom trying to hang on. Um, you know, that's, that's one thing that everybody has in common there. Like, a lot of people, um, you, you know, you're obviously not getting paid a lot of money. Your traveling is rough. The hotels you stay in are bad. You know what I mean? Like, you're – but um, – if you love baseball and you still want to keep your dream alive, like you have to have a season like that. Sometimes you have to have two seasons mm-hmm. like that. You know? like So a lot of people, um, they'll be very quick to say that a league like that is terrible and they're, and they complain and they bitch about it. But like at the end of the day, if you're not there, you're at home. So, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's a, that's almost like a fallback league. If you're smart about it, um, you got to stay alive one way or another, and what's actually surprising is at this point you see a lot of people move up from that league. So uh, the chances are always slim to move up, and you know, I mean, that's in any league. But if you truly want to like go after your dream, and that's what you want to do, like you, that's sometimes that's where you got to go. There, you know. And so um, I think I think that was that does something for your character and something for your strength mentally. You know what I mean throughout your baseball career. So. um I think it did a cool job of kind of showing, you know, the, that struggle, I guess you'd call it, of that we all kind of had to go through at one point.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I was a two-year guy. I started off in um, – but the year before you got there, I started off in, um, in uh, Cleveland, what's it called, the Frontier League with uh, Lake Erie. I started Lake Erie, made it to the last – day, And I was, you yeah, I was one of three rookies – and then I got released. They told me to go down here and play. They just didn't know how I was going to project, yada, yada. And then I uh, went down there, went to White Sands first, and they got traded over to Santa Fe, which is where, you know, probably one of the most ridiculous. Actually, now that i played in my career, like now that i played in this new place in Mexico, probably the second most ridiculous place I've ever played. I is, even... <laughs> yeah, Santa Fe. For you guys that don't know, Santa Fe and Fuego, right field is 270 feet with yeah, 15-foot fence. Center field is what maybe, 330? maybe uh, three thirty. Yeah, that. But right field was for sure two. No, we, we measured it off one day. Like we had it. We we went like, yeah, we went <laughs> bad. Yeah, we went like measuring. Like I think we someone had a hundred foot measuring tape, and we just went all the way down the foul line, <laughs> and then just measured the whole thing out. It was ridiculous, you know. Um, yeah. And then uh, left field, I think, was the farthest at like three fifty or something like that. But the kicker that you guys don't know about. Is that it was seven thousand feet up, about sixty seven hundred, and so pretty much any ball that went up in the air was gone in any yeah. direction. Like it was yeah, just, so
1: that's the worst place in the world you can be as a pitcher, basically.
0: Oh, but oh, but no, oh, but no. I have found a new location. Uh, so this past year, you know, this past couple of years since I've seen you, I've been very blessed to be able to play and in, and in, um in, in the in the big leagues in Mexico in, in the summer and the winter and. I signed with one team in the, in the summer and I got traded before the even, team even started to another to a place called Durango, Mexico. Now, before we even talk about anything, Durango, Mexico is actually like hugely famous for old western movies from the States. Like apparently the, the way the, rock, the mountains are and the rocks and everything like Clint Eastwood, there's all this crazy filming. So They even have these cool like movie strip things with like yeah. Clint Eastwood and some of these other actors. On in in their highway. It's a very nice city very you know, it's a, it's a it's not like a rundown or anything like that like everything yeah. there's a lot of money in there branching farming stuff like that But 8,000 feet up with a minimum of a 25 mile an hour wind blowing up the center field Okay, yeah The so similar situation. Yeah, two broken bat home runs <laughs> on the It was 340 down lines and 415 the center two broken bat home runs the field was so fast because it was a brand new field that pretty much anything went to the outfield was a double. It was the most, I mean, it was Santa Fe all over again. Just like, oh, my, I can't believe I'm back to this situation yet. Which is hard, which is when I came from the winter ball, which I was with Los Mochis, which uh, the ball kind of flies there a little bit too, but, you know, it's, it's a legit baseball. Like, people, you know, it's not the same thing. You touch the ball and it hits the fence. You know, it's yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah, I got you. But,
0: but either way, I mean that's just you know that it happens. That's baseball. Sometimes you got to deal with it. You know we got Yeah. Um, so now after we got done playing, um, you know I think we followed, I followed you on Instagram. following me back stuff from there. And then I started you know noticing that you I think you went somewhere in the Northeast first. Did you go to the Empire League or where'd you go next?
1: Yeah. The um, after Trinidad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I know you ended up in a very good league, probably the best league I would say. Um, but where? What were you? Where were you in between there? How did you get to the Atlantic League?
1: That was yeah. I think the, the next year was. Um, oh no no no! It's when I shattered my elbow in between all that that big mess. Ooh. Whenever I was in, when I went to the winter league, in uh, in Fort Worth, Texas. Well, I ended up going to Fort Worth, Texas. That's who signed me, but. That's when I shattered my elbow. That was pretty much the end of my career. I just didn't know it yet. But the, yeah, the uh, in in uh, the winter league, and I want to say it was in um, it was in Texas. It was uh, San San Antonio, maybe. the The Conseco brothers run it. Um, that, that was a winter got, league. Yeah,
0: it was, I didn't even winter know league, that in league in Texas.
1: Yeah, it's only a month long. Um, Texas Winter League is what it's called. I forget the area though, and. Um, yeah, I sh- had a huge injury. I shattered my elbow and had to get like pins and plates. And um, I was supposed to miss that season. And I ended up getting signed by Fort Worth after that. Um, after that, that uh, winter league, and um, wasn't looking good. Uh, they had to take like a bone out of my hip and do a bone graft, and it, it was just it was so bad. And my doctor told me that I was probably going to be done. And um, that was that was rough news to handle, obviously, yeah. but. um Man, nah, like in they, you know, they said it most like maybe a year I could start playing again, and I think it was like five months. And the doctor was like, "If you want to give it a shot, like you know, you can. It's not in the best of shape and all this stuff." And I, I went and played, but it was, it was, it was pretty
0: bad. I mean, I hung. So you know, how did you, how did you break your elbow? Was it like hitting or throwing or what happened?
1: I dove on the warning track and shattered it.
0: Oh, which it, elbow?
1: It, it, it was my left elbow. So when I oh. swing, like the the killer is when I scrape my arm yeah it hurts really it still hurts but so when you swing you like slam it straight so yeah. swinging was so bad and then i couldn't do i couldn't lift like i used to and i just started losing weight and i couldn't dive around as much anymore it was just like a whole different player you know what i mean so
0: yeah
1: um i think that the next three years i played was just to play like i came so far and just didn't want to give it up and so it was so stressful though it was a tough it was a tough ending to my career um but uh yeah, like I said, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to just pack it in. So I went after it still, but it was, it was rough. It was so much pain. And then I got another, I had a second surgery and yeah, it was, it was tough. It was that, like I said, that injury was the end of it all, but I just three or four years later, I, you realize that like during, I just wanted to go. I didn't want to, I didn't want to give up. I didn't want to stop. And um, so uh, Fort Worth was rough. I came in like halfway through the season and played and I held my own, but not what I'm used to doing. You know what I mean? It was basically like becoming a very average player. Um, And then uh, I went to the the next year I went to the Empire League. And that's whenever I I got a second surgery. And I started coming around a little bit. I started being able to lift a little bit of weights. And, um, you know, it wasn't as painful. Still gave me some trouble. But um, same thing. Not just slowly declining as a player you Know and I know it, but I just don't want to give it up. And um, yeah, and we never do, we really, really never funny, do. You know, know what what, I mean, I what's it. funny too, is like, um, throughout my career, like you're waiting for the call from the Atlantic League, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's a big step. And um, throughout my whole six years of playing, like that's what you want, that's where I want to go. And it's crazy that, like, and it's just how baseball goes, it's like when I was really good and not hurt yet and everything was going good and I felt like I had a really good shot and I was a good player and um, not too much happens and it's early in your career. And um, then whenever you're older and I was kind of all banged up and things aren't, you know, not as talented, but, um, and then out of, and and out of nowhere I get a call from the Atlantic league and I'm like, I thought it was like one of my friends, like messing with me before I thought it was like them actually wanting me to go there. You know, yeah, like, like from major
0: league,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm like all run down now, and everything hurts, and and all this stuff. I'm like, where is this call? You know, <laughs> four years ago. Yeah, but um, no, that's how it goes sometimes. I feel like sometimes you got to put your time in, and you know, maybe they see that as well, or something like that. But um, and and what else too? With this, this is a cool thing that, and I try to teach my guys this, my younger guys this, because this is what I feel like I didn't have as a player was like um when I was younger. I felt like I was really talented and good. Like I can throw 94 and I can run a six four and I can hit home runs and everything was all there, but I was stupid and wasn't smart yet. You know what I mean? And you don't have yeah. a mental side yet. And whenever you're younger, like, uh, I remember hearing that all the time too, saying like, you know, you need to have your approach better and you need to do this. And like all the mental aspects and things like that. And to me, even when I was in college and, uh, and beginning a pro ball, you're like, you know, it kind of goes in one ear, not the other. And um, yeah, like later in your career, you realize how important all that stuff is. And like just playing for so long, you get smarter. I mean, it's just like anything. You just mature and you get smarter with the game and you you make so many mistakes and you get better from your mistakes. So like um, now that it was like I'm at the end of my career and I'm hurt and I'm not as good and I'm not as explosive now and I'm not as big and the injuries kind of took over but now I felt like I was much smarter. You know what I mean? So, like, I never yeah. had it all together at once. Um, so that's what I try to teach my younger kids is I try to get them to have the mental part while they're young. And they get that early, whereas if you're not – it's not too late, but you're like, oh, now everything makes sense. But it's it's too late now. Like, that's yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I, totally how I feel it, like. Yeah. yeah, I felt like that's where, what my uh, – my as a career in just the coaching that I um, had – 'Cause a lot of times I would always do good and nobody really say anything. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And,
1: and when you get into Pro Ball kind of sets you up for, you know, a little rougher start because your raw ability doesn't just take over anymore. Like everything's better, everything's smarter, everything's faster. You, they see what type of player you are and they expose what you're not good at and you gotta be able to make adjustments on the fly and things like that. So yeah, that was a that was a big thing in my career was I felt like uh I didn't have the I didn't have the mindset early. And whenever all my talents kind of started to go down because I started to get older and injuries took over, that's when I started to get smart. So it's cool to pass down now. It's like my mistakes and my, you know, throughout my career, it's cool to pass down to the younger kids now and prepare them for the same thing and so they can be prepared for what I wasn't prepared for.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I I, I don't know if you know this, but um, I broke my elbow uh, my senior year of college. And so I missed three years or two surgeries. Uh, coming back from all that, just to get back to where I was. So when you faced me, you know, I was totally healed, but, you know, the Andrews Institute told me I'd never throw again. Yeah. You know, I, I, feel like I, I feel like when I faced you guys and, and those other – I felt like – this. I felt better than I did before. I did a lot – a big overhaul on how I threw. You know, I broke my elbow because, you know, I was basically throwing the ball wrong. I, I had kind of some bad advice from a college coach about, hey, if you throw this way – You know, you you can throw harder and you can throw better, blah, blah, blah. Well, that was the opposite. That's not even going to happen. Like, I went the other way, you know, and, and, you know, talking bad advice and this and there. And and sometimes, sometimes you're your best coach. You know, that's what I try to teach people, especially. Like, I, I make so many dads mad and stuff like that when I go, hey, who's playing the ball? I'm sorry, who's playing the game? You or your coach? Yeah. You. Do you need your coach to play the game? No. See, that's how much you need to know. About everything you need to do, you need to know what everybody's job is, so you can play the game and not need him. Because if you have to stop and look at him for him to tell you what to do, you know, you're you're going to slow the game down. You're, it's going to pass you, you yeah. know. And, and so that's that's you know, I'm sorry that that happened to you, you know. And I'm glad at least at least I can vouch and say that you are one of the toughest outs, you know. I mean, I, I think that I, I honestly remember having like a 12 to 15 pitch at bat with you you know like <laughs> i don't know if you remember that but i think you fouled off like 10 or 11 straight And i think it was literally right after Favre, you did like six or seven straight and i think i had like <laughs> 40 pitches in the first inning and like i think i threw something crazy like 31 strikes or something like that like and i was yeah. like jesus just do <laughs> like either i walked you or you hit a bomb i don't even care anymore you know like yeah. I'm, surprised
1: it went, I'm surprised i'm surprised i went 15 pitches man i'll swing at anything
0: I know, I know, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember what the result was, but I do remember being like, "Geez, like this guy just hacks," you know. <laughs> so, well, that's you know, it's a, you know, I, my plan also is I really want to try to get a shot in the Atlantic League. That's my, you know, I, I play down in Mexico, things are great, you know, and yeah. I, I, that's my goal. I've got some good connections. I've taken this winter off to really get strength and everything back up, and yeah. really try to make a strong run at it. that's my goal. So, you know, it was awesome. That, that place
1: was awesome, man. It was, you, that, that's a, um, that's a place where I asked a lot of questions and a lot of, you know what I mean? Like when you look at your roster and you see the guys that are on your team and what their experience, um, that's one thing I really didn't even know was like, uh, I think one of my friends were like, look at your roster. Like, do you see who your pitchers are and like where they've played? And I'm always just too caught up in like, you know, I want to do well myself. I'm not looking at other people's stuff. And yeah, I started looking a little bit and, yeah, there's a a lot of guys. There's like guys with World Series and and big, a lot of big league experience. And
0: um, Lou Ford, uh, Lou Ford. I played with him down in in, uh, in Mochis this year.
1: Yeah, it was. Did you play was, with Lou? What's the name again?
0: Lou Ford. Did you play with Lou Ford?
1: Uh, what position?
0: He's an outfielder, hitter. He's an older guy. He's like forty two. He can still swing, man. That's great. No,
1: no, no, no. We we our, I think our oldest guy was um uh his last name was Burroughs. Mm. Um Burroughs and he played I think he played with like the Brewer. I don't know, he had some big league time, but he was cool dude. He was he was definitely uh he had like the team captain like super laid back type vibe, because like, he's like, you know, he's been where he's needed to be and um that I like that guy a lot. Um but uh, those guys, yeah, they were – they offered a lot of help. Like, I asked a ton of questions because obviously they've been to a level I haven't been able to reach yet. and um, I'm a big fan of asking people, that have, <clears throat> you know what I mean, that have been at that point. I, I ask a ton of questions. That's another thing I didn't do enough of when I was younger as well. But um, they've obviously – The, the been- right questions, though, right? The right questions. Because I get questions on
0: here all the time, especially when I go live and stuff. And, like, I, I love it because – I wish, like you're saying, asking questions, <clears throat> excuse me, that it, there's just, I wish I had someone that would like, hey, it's, you know, I get it, you, you have five pitches, right? But you don't throw hard enough to get into the door, you know? I mean, I was a weird, nice school threw a couple of no-hitters that, you know, I dominated my area of baseball, and then I didn't get recruited, even though I was quote-unquote good for my area, but it's because I didn't realize that 86 to 88 at a senior high school not enough you know and then i go to this junior college down in florida i'm not sure if you're familiar with the Panhandle conference but it's like top three in the nation and they just you know there's so many guys that come in for one year and they get drafted the next closest guy through 92 like and yeah. i was topping out of 88 when i first got there and then all of a sudden you know on our hardest threw through 99 and we're all yeah. the same age i'm like <laughs> how in the world do you throw 99 miles an hour and you're 18 to like you know, when you're looking at the guy and you're starting to understand, like you start learning about genetics and stuff, and, yeah. and then on top of that elite training and things that are going on, it's like, holy crap, like yeah, how long have you been training since you were twelve?
1: Like, Training's a big thing too. Like with the same thing with the with the younger guys, is like you a lot of those parents, you know, they'll say, like, what you know, how do we get his bat speed up and how we do this? What drills can we do? And I'm at the end of the day, like, I'm like, dude, with this day and age, like you got, you got to lift weights and you got to get stronger. And like, that's how things speed up. And that's how, you know what I mean? Like yeah. always drills you can do that are going to tighten stuff up and uh, you know what I mean? Use your body the right way to throw harder and swing more efficient and powerful, but nothing replaces just getting your body stronger. So like that's, I, I, that's not everything, but that's a, that's a big part of it. I tell everybody that it's like, dude, you look at these athletes now, if you're not a weight room guy, like most of the times you're in trouble like that's all everybody's doing everybody is massive and fast and each and every six to eight years that things get somehow people get bigger and people get faster like it just keeps moving up
0: yeah so totally agree yeah totally agree totally agree okay so that's awesome it sounds like you don't have the same philosophy like hitting and pitching that's great like i'm constantly saying like get in the weight room get stronger i look at the, I look at the body as a unit like I want my entire body to get stronger. I don't want to, like, yeah. you know, I'm not looking at it as a bodybuilder thing. I'm looking at, okay, how can I get, and honestly, I'm the heaviest that I've been right now at 230, and I just feel like I could, there's so much more room for growth now that i really started understanding on how to put on good weight, go from there, you know, and, and really just push through and try to just keep everything mobile and limber and just go from there. I'm very excited yeah. about my you process.
1: Say right you say you're 230? yeah. Man, I, I'm trying to get the 180, dude. I can't. Uh,
0: well, <laughs> well I, you know, I, I, I got some life, genetics, dude, you know? I've, been, I've
1: been drinking protein and eating all this. Like, I can't gain weight <laughs> to save my life, dude, no matter what. I, I don't think I broke 180 ever. Like, I don't know what else to do.
0: <laughs> I, I hear not, you. Just I start hear going you.
1: fast, the fast food diet.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, there's a little bit of you know, we got in and out over here. So, okay, and you're in Palm Springs, I don't know, but <laughs> I'm go diet. <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up on waterford Like when little lady if I pitched good, my dad would be like, if you pitch good, I'll get you double cheese, you know, double double, and I'd be like, ooh, all right, let's go, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so now this brings me to my favorite part of things. Like I said, we I followed you on Instagram and then you know, on Facebook and stuff. And I really like some of the stuff you started doing. Now I need you to explain what the SD project is. And 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 if anybody wants to get involved, and then you got a couple really awesome stories that I feel like nobody out here is doing. And I'm really happy to help shed some light on this stuff and 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 bring it up to you know some people to understand because one, I get it, baseball is an expensive sport, sports in general is expensive. But, you know, the way that you approached it was so unique and so genuine. You know, um, I don't even know if you knew I think you did a GoFundMe. I think I threw, like, 50 bucks to it. I don't even remember. Yeah. A yeah, lot of no, you know? It, and, and, like, because it was just, like, dude, I mean, tug at the heartstrings. I'm a little romantic. You know what happens? So, you know, if that's the situation, like, hell yeah, you know? So, especially in the future, man, you got to send me some stuff so I can get it out to my followers yeah. and everyone out there yeah, yeah. so we can, I can help promote you because, you know, people need to understand, you know, everybody starts in a different position, you know. I understand the phrase, all men are created equal, but they're really not, you know. Like, people start in different positions, and it's just not fair. Sometimes people just don't have the training or the knowledge, and that's what I really like with the Internet has been able to bring out all this stuff. So explain the SD project. Let's go from the beginning. Like, what inspired you to start it, you know, and then let's
1: yeah. you know, start bringing some of those testimonials out. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, this would be cool. So I don't honestly, for as long as it's been around, I don't get too many chances to like sit back and explain it to tell you the truth. Um, it started, it started, actually it has a crazy story. If there's time to tell it, I mean, it's really cool how it started. Um, so I teach just like you, I teach at home out of um, several different baseball facilities and um, there's one in New Brighton, Pennsylvania. And that's kind of where I grew up Beaver County, Pennsylvania and um when i was younger i don't think it was as uh scrappy as it is now like uh we have a lot of bad areas now um a lot of those towns just keep declining and and um a lot of uh yeah it's just a lot of um i don't know if i'd say crime but just like a lot of stuff going on in in, in, in our county um oh like um ODs and people, you know what I mean? Drugs. Yeah. 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 Bad, yeah but, like yeah. We, hear, yeah, we hear something new every couple of weeks and it's, and it's, um, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of going downhill a bit. And, um, I'm surrounded by that when I go home, um, where I teach, we get a lot of kids from that area and I run into a lot of situations where families can't stay in the building or they come in and they, you know, they ask for help and they need help with money. And, um, you know, what, give or take just several different situations like that. And, um, I kind of took it upon myself to start looking into like helping these people instead of just being like, well, you know, it is what it is. Like, sorry. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, we, I, we had one particular family come in and they pulled me aside, you know, once or twice. And, um, they were kind of, you know, saying, you know, our welfare check doesn't come in, you know, till later this month. And, stuff like that and like at the end of the day like it's not, you know money like this is not make or breaking us you know i'm just you know whatever it's all good let me know at the end of the month and we'll get it all straightened out so um same family at the you know two months later came in in the same situation they pulled me downstairs and the mom and the dad and the kid and um they they kind of told me their whole situation their breakdown and said same thing you know we just don't have the money we we love it here we like keeping him involved and the um the little kid had a disease and the mom had it as well. Um, it was hereditary and, um, some it, more, it's some type of bone disease where you get, you, they get achy if they don't stay active. Um, hmm. and, and, uh, they, I just can't remember the name of it, but, um, they were going to take them to ballet. They said that was like the cheapest option. And I was like, dude, don't take this kid to ballet. Like keep coming <laughs> in. It's all, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah. just keep it in, it's fine. Um, at that point, Um, I was like, I'll take care of it. I'll handle it. You know, don't worry about the money. I'll come up with something. So like at that point, um, I was like, now I got to do something. I told him I would, you know? So that's whenever I started actually like messaging some of my friends and teammates and like family members and being like, Hey, I got this situation. Um, do you want to help out? You know, maybe we can call it like a sponsorship type deal. And, and, uh, so one of them suggested to make a GoFundMe page, which I really didn't know what that was at the time three years ago and um i started looking into it and i was like yeah we i mean let's see if you know maybe this will work and instead of making it just for that family i made it like broad where it's just like anything that comes up this money can go to somebody that needs help or a family that needs help uh whether it's like financial you know they can't afford to do sports events or anything sports related in our area so um man it took off you know what i mean that was <laughs> i put it up on facebook and um yeah, it went, it went nuts. Like the first, like two, three weeks. Um, so, you know, I can't remember how much made it out of the gate, maybe like 2000 or something like that. But I mean, gee, out of nowhere to, for it to like make that much. I was like, wow, you know, I was pumped and I couldn't wait to tell that family, like, you know, I, we have all this money for you and you'll be able to stay in the building, you know, for a month or, or a month, a year or maybe more. So I called them to tell them and they didn't answer. And then I texted them a couple times and no answer and then like a week went by and then i text him again and no answer so long story short um, I'd never heard of this family ever again and that's they're the whole reason why oh man the uh, the whole thing exists so it's actually a pretty crazy story of how yeah. it even became a thing so like at the end of the day like if this little family doesn't come in our building like i don't know what i'm doing like i'm not doing any of this stuff so oh, wow man that's nuts man yeah it's pretty pretty wild story so um and then after you know after just doing it for so long honestly it just every it seemed like every month since it started it just grows and grows you know what i mean and and, yeah, and what's cool sure. is i travel so much so like i'm all it, it you can do this anywhere it's not like this is a type of thing where you just sit in one spot and do it like now that i'm out in california and uh people kind of caught wind of what i do like it just starts going all over the place people start getting a hold of me to do stuff um and since we've gone, like, out of the country twice, um, so many people just want to help and get involved and what can I do and, you know, your next trip I want to go, And you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, it's, sure. a lot, it's a lot because I'm the – really, I'm the only – me and, like, you know, another guy, Richie. I don't know if you – you might know no, Richie. No, I, 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 I,
0: same thing. Played against him, heard great things, never met him. You know what I mean? Like – Maybe, maybe we can do another one of these because this can do up to eight people at once. So maybe we can get you, me, Fabry, and Richie yeah. all together yeah. to get a little round table thing yeah, going, you yeah. know, and, and really oh, get some okay. – yeah. so get Richie on here, man. <laughs> yeah. Chicago Richie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he, he,
1: um, he's, you know, he basically – I guess you could call him almost like a – uh, you know, a coworker or something, you know what I mean? He does yeah. a lot. He does uh, a good bit for me. He's gone on these trips and helps promote it and helps, uh, help, you know, helps out with whatever we need to do. But, um, yeah, it's come a long way. It's really cool stuff. It's exciting. Like now, um, uh, Dick's got a hold of me, uh, this, this past week actually sit and wanted more information and think, and, and hopefully they can help. Uh, that's not guaranteed, though. You know what I mean? But it's cool yeah, that they're sure. getting a hold of me. And
0: Yeah, for sure. Under I mean, Armor you're getting the right us. attention, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Under Armour helped us with our equipment uh, to South Africa in Zimbabwe. Like, that was awesome. Um, so, yeah, hopefully it just keeps growing. Like, it, you know, I I would um, – I just – it's – I'd like to do as much as I can with this stuff. I don't like to sit around and kind of, like, take breaks from it. It's like there's always something coming up.
0: There, it, sure, I totally agree. Yeah. Yes. I'm the same way with my okay. social media it's, stuff it's, like I said we'll, well I'll share some strategies and stuff with you too man because that's a lot really you know when we spoke I think we spoke I don't even know how much long how long ago it was you know but I was in the process of getting my whole business thing going and everything and this is probably the second or third time that I've really started my business up and then used my social media business-wise to be able to build and grow things there and now I'm busy as crap you know and yeah. And, and so, it, you know, I'm just glad we got to sat, sit down with, with all of this and, and really start going from there. So that's awesome. So, you know, you had this, you have, we have this mystery family. So obviously we have to find them, right? We really, we <laughs> yeah, have to, we have to crazy. find the I, people,
1: I honestly, like, I can't even, I just can't even remember what, I, I to, to figure, picture what they look like. Like, I just forget it was so long ago and um like in our building we don't really keep like we don't have a computer system we don't have like I lot... I don't know who they are yeah um yeah it's crazy but that's that's literally it's that family is why like people all over the world are like over visiting and they don't even know it and i don't even know who they are i forget who they are so like that's nuts. yeah,
0: that's yeah crazy.
1: it is it's a cool story of how it, how it started
0: or none of this was <laughs> happening yeah yeah 100% i agree okay so that's nuts. That's great. So, what? Now, in with the SD project, we have this part. Now, I'm pretty sure I've seen some individual accounts, and then that'll grow into what we were just talking about, where you took a couple trips out of, out of country. So, your individual thing that kind of started with the beginning, right? And then what happened individually after that?
1: Yeah, like you mean how like just going to visit like families individually and and things like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, m- more about like the uh, I think I saw like where you basically scholarship the player. You know, like someone oh, yeah. needed someone needed some some financial help. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, it'll just be um like whether it's big or small. Like it's we've uh, it's really just whatever comes you know comes across the table there. Like um I think the the sponsorship like scholarship type deal was um the the. Bigger one was we did a boxer, like a little kid, where they, um, I think their house burnt down, and um, they were involved with a boxing school close to where I'm at, and um, another guy, his name's Jared Boyer, he he does a lot of stuff with kids that um, come, same thing, families that maybe can't afford uh, things on the more expensive side like that, and he tries to keep kids off the streets and in, a, in and out of his building through boxing training and stuff like that and um he told me about that family and um they have they have a program over there where it covers them for a year um i think it's like 750 bucks or something like that covers them for a year and um it's like all training athletic gear like you know what i mean it kind of comes with everything you need for this for the year and um he you know he kind of got a hold of me and said you know we got a kind of a interesting situation here this and they had like i think they had like four kids or five kids or something like that so (laughs) I mean, yeah when you hear that all together like and just the um who i look for to help out like that's a no-brainer you know what i mean i'm like oh this is an easy one let's go yeah so um that was yeah the, i love that one his name is stevo and um he's cool you meet him and he's like no smile boxing gloves on like like he has a huge fight coming up in like a week like that he like super serious it's funny to see a little kid like that but um I went in there and watched him train a couple times and stuff. And yeah, that, that was a good one. That was cool. And, um, like, so sometimes it's real personable like that, where it's like one-on-one drive to this family's house, you know what I mean? And, and meet yeah. up with them and, and do what we came to do. Um, or it's kind of evolved. We're like, at the same time, we might do that one week. And then the next week we fly and, travel 30 hours to Africa and yeah. <laughs> go to an orphanage. So, yeah, start with that. Start.
0: Okay, before you go to the Africa one because that was awesome, start with the Columbia one because that one was the one that I think really blew you up on online. You know, that was oh, the yeah. first baseball one. You and Richie yeah. went, went to Columbia. Tell us about that. Tell, yeah. tell us about how you – like how did you get in contact with the people? Was it Google Translate the whole way or like what happened, yeah, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, no, this will be good too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um well the whole it all the, the idea even started by Richie played down there so he played um i don't know if you, i, I it, maybe it was a winter league a winter pro league something or other where he played down there so um they as a baseball team had to help out with the community you know what i mean like like kind of like any baseball team does where you have to do things you know around the community and stuff like that and he um he was in contact with a couple guys down there that he knew and he it was his idea to kind of be like you know we had to work with these kids and he's like they're there are some pretty rough situations it's not like here you know what i mean it's like other countries it's different level poverty you know what i mean
0: yeah
1: um so he he was like let me get a hold of them let me see what they think maybe we can go down and do something and, and um next you know one thing led to another one of the guys down there was like all about it he actually flew us down there he flew us down there and he yeah he put us up in a hotel um so that was huge that kind of made it possible because at this point we weren't big enough to um fund something like that you know what i mean yeah so yeah. Or if we were going to do it, we would just have had to wait longer and try to raise money for because a lot of times like we ever, you know, we were pretty loyal following. Like if we put something out, we want to do it. You know, st- people start uh, chipping in and stuff. But this was a big trip, obviously. And um, so, uh, yeah, they it was like, you know, once he was like, I think this guy can, you know, he's going to fly us down and all this stuff. And, um, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, ah, I, d- you know, I doubt it. This seems too awesome. I don't uh, You know what I mean? Like that yeah. type of deal he sent me like airplane reservations and I was like, Oh, okay, here we go. So, um, whenever I posted it up, um, this one was much more like, uh, we we're going to try to get like used equipment, a lot of used equipment rather yeah. than and, and same deal. We didn't have, um, a crazy amount of money to buy everything brand new. Uh, the African one we did, but we grew, you know what I mean? That was a whole year later or so. But, um, this one, it was much more like, uh, put the word out, anybody that has, you know, fairly new equipment or used equipment. And uh, I think in that video, what's really cool that was different from our trip we just did was um, how I kind of videoed all the boxes getting shipped in. Like every day I'd wake up, and um, no joke, like uh, at my apartment, I opened my door and I like couldn't even get out one day because there's literally like four huge boxes stacked in front of my door. <laughs> and that was a cool, that was a cool moment. Yeah, that's on there. If you watch that video, that was a cool uh, that was a cool like 20 seconds of life where it was like, wow, this is really you know what I mean? Like people were sending me stuff every day to help out. And it was like, man, this is good. You know, this is it felt like that's when it was finally like taking off. And, um, that was, that was cool to see that every day I would get something new. And we, you know, me and Richie, before we left, we cleaned it all off and we took, we couldn't take everything. We had so much stuff and, uh, two people, you can only take two bags each. So <clears throat> actually at my baseball facility, there's still, there's still so much stuff in there. I got to find something to do with it. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> yeah, we went through the airport and like, uh, hundred pound bags. We, paid, we had to pay so much money for our bags. But it would have, it, either way to get any everything there, you have to pay for it through shipping, one way or another. So, yeah, it
0: was exactly. No, it's probably know. probably better the way you guys did it by having it with you, you know. And then I'm sure yeah. customs are probably freaking out, you know, or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why do and you, you know, have a million shoes with you and like me fourteen and,
1: Me and Richie both look like we're a, a little bit Muslim too. So, like, going through <laughs> the, going through, the, going, through the, going through the airport, we we're like, hey, you know, don't stir any don't stir any shit up. We got. 400 pound bags. We both look like we're a rab to some extent. I was like, <laughs> get in here and get it done. <laughs> but,
0: uh, That's funny. The ball yeah, player mentality. Like, yeah, look, we know stuff's going to happen. Come on. We got, you know, documentation questions. That's cool. That's yeah. awesome. So then you went to Africa, dude. Like, and you got yeah. your, even your photo right now. You're with an elephant. Like, Okay, so explain that process, you know, like was that just, you know, because I, I like to travel too, you know, and, and we'll talk yeah. about some stuff afterwards, you know, I, I think that we, we could definitely help each other with some stuff. I've got some cool yeah. ideas, you know, that I think that really can help you guys, but just tell me about Africa, like what, I mean, obviously, you know, I, the only thing you were missing in your photos and your video were was you needed Jewel to come in behind with that, you know, that heartbreaking music. You know, and, and really just get in there and just open it up, you know, and just, I mean, I don't know what the donation would have been like after that, but, you know, maybe we can contact Jewel and be like, hey, can you help us here? You know, give us a, do, a good rate. Yeah, we need, can you sing us a new song? Like the Sam, the, the SD project needs a theme song. You think you could come in and really well, just bring it home it, for us, you know?
1: It was, um, it honestly was like being in like those commercials. Like it, it was it's crazy to see that in person, like, like um, to, to actually witness the way those people live and um, their surroundings and how they survive and stuff. It is, uh, it's truly, it truly changes your perspective. Like, um, I'll just be like getting up to go to the, to, to, to like go shower, go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Like, like I'm like for a second, I think about like when I was there, like you can't, you, there's no lights, there's no electricity at night. You're going to like an outhouse, like just in the middle of nowhere there's uh no water that you can just drink unless you have a bottle of water with you from like a town like 40 minutes away so like there's no safe water um you know it's just there's so i could i could literally sit here for three hours and tell you like what you'll be grateful for after you know what i mean yeah, like for sure a, a trip like that definitely changes you you don't just go on a trip like that just to be like well let's go do it because it's a good deed like that uh that trip truly changes put stuff in perspective um that was a that was a level i've never seen before with all this stuff i'm doing that was uh that was a whole different ball game like uh um but even even how it started was i saw um i saw pictures of uh of a girl that went there that teaches she teaches you to teacher, and they went to do like teaching and maybe it was teach english and math or what, whatever and um she was she had pictures up and she was sending me pictures of like what the kids like play with at recess. And like, there was like tires and, uh, the balls that, uh, this is actually amazing to see. I've never seen anything like this. They had plastic bags, like bags all smashed together. And mm-hmm. then they're straight tied all around it. So it like kind of takes the shape of a ball yeah. and, uh, like sticks. And <laughs> that's what I mean. Like when I saw it and just, uh, how I'm made up, I was just like, dude, we're going like, no <laughs> doubter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I didn't you. really ask too many questions about like how far it is what the travels like it was just like what area is this where you know what I mean and um we started we started looking stuff up on the internet uh because we don't know anybody we just started from scratch uh, we uh, we started looking up people or mission trips and you know just mission trip Africa you know and just, just look and we started hitting people up and like Richie was doing a lot of that and um, nobody would get back to us and um what and then, and then I started to you know, chip in a little bit on looking around and stuff. And the first person I emailed, um, his name was Bill. He got back to me probably within like 10 minutes and was like, um, Hey, I saw you guys are interested, you know, and maybe helping out or doing some stuff. And he called me and, um, this literally was like the perfect person. Like it was like meant to be, it was, he made it so easy for us. He'd been going in and out of uh, an orphanage there for like 30 years. He actually adopted two kids from there. And, um, he's like, the master of Africa. Like he goes in and out of there so much and knows everything. So like setting it up and having people come pick us up and where we're going to stay and like the trip itself, he was kind of like our little travel agent on this one. And yeah, uh, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so having somebody on the other end, picking us up and being with us the whole time, like when you go to another country, you have to have that. Like, uh, even with Colombia, we had that as well. We had a couple guys that would kind of like pick us up and take us where we need to go and hang with us because, um, At the end of the day, like, it's hard to communicate with people as well. So, um, yeah, this guy really helped us with everything. And if you look that up, like, you could see all the stuff they've done. It's called the House of Hope. Um, And uh, it was – like I now said, did you,
0: did you play soccer with them or football as they call it, you oh, know, or whatever, uh, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Cause I saw yeah. you did a clinic. You, you actually did a baseball clinic in Venezuela, which was awesome. Like you, or you played a game. I don't remember what exactly you did. Right. Didn't you in, break some stuff Korea? down? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We
1: went and we did, uh, we had like three hour practices every day. We'd go and we'd practice and, um, we, they'd play games and we'd pitch and kind of like get involved a little bit. But, um, yeah, that was that was crazy because we needed a translator and the kids translate. They talk. There's some of them that um talk like perfect English. So
0: yeah,
1: I'm talking to like eight kids and I'm like rambling on and then like I'm like oh I forget that nobody knows what I'm saying. Like I gotta sell it <laughs> down like yeah. I'd be like yelling for like a translator. Like one of these little kids would come over and um he'd translate yeah to, to all these kids. So that was uh, that was really cool. But those kids, man, like they're just. I feel like a lot of times when you go to different countries, like, um, there's something different with just the, the, uh, the kids there and the mindset, like they, they, uh, they like wouldn't leave that baseball field, like no matter what, you know what I mean? Like there, yeah. there's no cell phones around, there's no iPads, like that's their escape. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah, for sure. they don't want to go home because you go home, there's nothing to do. So like yeah there's like no lights and and very tough to see and they're all out there and they don't want to go home and they're telling us to come throw more batting practice and grabbing us by the arms and you know what i mean so
0: yeah
1: uh, very 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 uh different viewpoint on when you when you see that stuff same thing in africa like these kids and i even say this in the video like if anybody has a reason to be upset and pissed off and like you know is these people and th- these kids and the. Uh, you know, they're, they're orphans and they, you know, they, they have the, they have the, um, Philip, the guy that owns the, or is like a big part of the orphanage. And it's like the director there, he has five kids already. And then he has 20 at this orphanage. You know what I mean? And like, he's wakes up like ready to rock every day, smiling, no, nothing, you know, laughing the yeah. no problems we're getting flat tires, no big deal, fix it, shatter a windshield. The roof came undone while we were driving, shattered the windshield ah, eh, we'll be fine, drive, like, they just they just go, like, there's, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, they just deal with it, they just deal yeah, with it, that's they're, awesome. They're very, yeah. very, very strong uh, mentally, just because of their surroundings, you throw anybody in those surroundings, middle of nowhere, you know what I mean, like, you have to be, to survive, you have to be strong, so, they're a different breed, that's the best way you can say it, man, they're a different breed, for sure.
0: Yeah, that's that's nuts, man that's that's crazy inspiring story man i'm i'm happy that you know you were you know it really it, it it's like you know like i i don't feel like you 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 know me and i don't know you but there's a thing with like the baseball family you know what i mean like where yeah. when you you want to see good guys you know do good stuff and succeed and then yeah. on top of that you know you're doing a really good thing for people in the world and and just giving back and really just doing the best you can. And it sounds like you have even more, you know, awesome things in the plant. you know, the plans coming up for you. Yeah. That's that's really great stuff, man. Well, you know, I don't want to eat too much of your time. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. Tell everybody, you know, give them your Instagram, give them the Facebook, and and you know, just what what can they do to get a hold of you or 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 if they wanna donate, where can they go to do that?
1: Yeah. Okay so there's a, uh, the, the easiest way if, if you want to donate is you just go to the goFundMe page and you just type in SD project and it'll pop up um, you'll see it that's like the most popular means of um, just individually donating um, but you can see that the to me the coolest part is seeing all the stuff you know what I mean seeing the pictures, seeing the videos um, the proof you know and seeing how cool it is when it all comes together but that's um facebook same thing you could type in my name sam damatio or you could type in sd project it's i put them on both and then my instagram name is um damatio 10 i think damatio 10 and um you like i said you scroll through that there's stuff all over it of, of um what we've done and and where we've been and things like that so um yeah we're grateful for anybody that jumps on board you know what i mean it's it's cool stuff um so yeah, anybody, and if if you want to contact me, just message me through any of those, and um, I'm pretty quick to get back to everybody. So um, but yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on here. It's good to talk to old baseball friends. Yeah, yeah, man. It is, it is. enemies.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. You know the the feuds were strong in the Facos League. You know we didn't <laughs> the pay wasn't strong, but the feuds were strong. Yeah. You know it was, it's definitely yeah, it was a cool, cool man. All right, well you know. We'll, we'll definitely talk a little bit more off-air in just a second, but um, guys, you know, go follow Sam. I'm going to put the links to the stuff in my Instagram and Facebook and, and YouTube on here. Um, Sam will share this out and get it out there and, and so people can know because, you know, like I said, I didn't even know anything about that that heartbreaking story that you told from the beginning, so we got to get that thing out there. So yeah. we'll, we'll definitely, you know, promote this, try to get stuff out there. Um you got anything else you want to say? You, know, you got a tagline or anything you want to say to some people?
1: <laughs> no taglines. <laughs> no, honestly, just just thanks for putting me out there and, and uh, recognizing what we're doing and stuff. It's nice. It's just cool to see people want to help out. It is. It's really cool. So, um, for sure. I man. Uh, obviously, best of luck with all the stuff you're doing. You know, seeing watching your videos and all this kind of stuff. It's cool stuff. Trying to help out the young guys and, um, like I say, you're We're both kind of on the same path, man. Now you know, you're still going, you know, go as long as you can, man. I, yeah, for that's, sure. what, that's what I always tell people. i would never tell anybody to hang them up, man. I miss it after one year. So, um, you know, keep, keep doing your thing, obviously, man. Cause when it's take it from me, I'm done. And when you're done and you're sitting here, you want to be able to look back and be like, man, I went until I literally couldn't throw another pitch or couldn't run. Because for like guys like us, as long as we've went after it, what's the point to, not ride it out man you know what I mean so yeah that's you know that's that would be the last thing I would you know just like I said talking with you and stuff keep going keep doing your thing <laughs> I wish I was still out there and uh yeah thanks for having me on man this was cool
0: no no problem like we'll definitely do it we'll definitely do it again so all right guys don't forget go follow Sam uh one more thing if you want to support me and anything I know Sam's uh mission is way more important but if you want any of the cool gear uh, just go on my website, links on my Instagram, uh, in the bio. If you got anything else, don't forget, get better, throw hard, use your J-bands, get stronger every day. And if you got anything else, just DM us. Both of us, you know, we're very open, you know, and and I'll try to get I'll try to get some strategies to get to Sam out there a little bit more so we can get some more awesome stuff from him. So if you guys got anything else, let us know. Don't forget, throw hard.